0: Hey, everybody, welcome into a brand new episode of Locked on Nittany Lines, your Penn State podcast right here on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team. Every day. Today's episode is for Thursday, August 6, 2020. And there's just so much to get into in today's episode. And there's an extra episode this week because of it. Because Micah Parsons is officially opting out of Penn State for the 2020 season. We've got a Big Ten schedule and a new Penn State schedule to review. And of course, the announcement has been made on what's going to happen with Beaver Stadium in the fall. And Hey, the coach's poll came out. So lots of stuff to get into in today's episode. We're not going to waste much time, but I want to make sure you are subscribed to this podcast. Whatever podcast app you may be using to listen to this episode right now, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and then leave a rating and review when this episode's over. Let us know how we did, what you like, what you don't like, and we'll use that feedback to make this show better moving forward. And it also helps with the promotion of the show across those various podcasting networks. So again, whatever app you're using, hit that subscribe button right now and then make sure you are... Socially connected with the podcast on all your favorite social media feeds. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch using the same username of Locked On Nittany. So, whatever social media app you use, find Locked On Nittany, give us a follow, give us a like, whatever the case may be, and stay connected with us that way. Anyway, I'm your host, Kevin McGuire, contributor to AthlonSports.com, and I've got some Penn State content that we'll talk about next week that's going on on Athlon Sports because there's just way too much to get into in today's episode. So no further delay here. Let's get right into the news of Palooza. We're going to begin today with just one of the big stories over the past couple of days regarding Penn State, and that is the news that linebacker Micah Parsons has now officially announced that he is opting out of the 2020 college football season. He is certainly not the first player that has announced he's going to opt out for this upcoming year, and he most certainly will not be the last player to announce that he's not going to be playing football this fall. This comes as no real shocking development because of the situation that the entire college football landscape happens to be in right now. And in his video announcement, Micah Parsons did say that he had confidence that Penn State was doing everything possible to ensure as safe an environment as possible to protect against COVID-19 and the spread of that disease but he's in a situation that not a lot of people are going to be in. And that is that he is a first round caliber draft pick. He's got a bright future ahead of him at the next level. He also has a young son. And that was one of the main points that he made in his video announcement on his Instagram account earlier on Thursday. And I think we can kind of understand where he's coming from. Uh, Obviously if you're around family and you've got someone that's young and I know, There's talk about how kids and younger people are generally not as vulnerable to COVID-19. But the bottom line is everybody can catch this disease and everybody can spread the disease. So uh, obviously he is taking every precaution that he feels it is in his best interest uh, moving forward. So it was a very nice video announcement, I thought. And again, he makes the point saying that he's looking out for his young son and, of course, the rest of his family. And as I said earlier, he is... Very much looking forward to a very bright NFL future. A lot of NFL draft scouts were already projecting him as being one of the top defensive players on the big board for the next NFL draft in 2021. And potentially could have been the first defensive player chosen in the draft. Now, I don't know what sitting out this season is going to ultimately do to his draft stock. Certainly, there are plenty of ways to stay in shape, and he'll get a chance to work out with some different coaches and get some private instruction, and he'll probably be able to work out with some other athletes that are at the next level or in similar situations as he as he prepares and trains to put forth the best showing that he possibly can at the NFL Scouting Combine and any you other know, private workouts that he will very likely be lining up in abundance when that time comes. And hopefully he's going to be able to do these things in person. And obviously, uh, this past year has been kind of strange on a number of fronts, especially for draft prospects. But as I said, he is one of the more notable players, certainly, to decide to opt out. Uh, There have been a number of any number of players. I don't know what the exact count is at this point in time. And we, But we know some of the more notable names. Now, earlier, also on Thursday, Miami defensive lineman Gregory Rousseau, who's also one of the top uh, NFL caliber defensive players uh, going into the 2021 NFL draft, he has decided to opt out for the season. So this is something that's become kind of the fall version for 2020 of uh, players sitting up bowl games. <laughs> so I, I heard uh, Stuart Mandel and Bruce Feldman talking about this idea on their latest Audible podcast, where it was, wasn't all that long ago that people were making a big fit about players deciding to sit out of bowl games and what that was going to do to their draft stock. And ultimately, it does nothing to your draft stock. <laughs> and I don't think that this is going to do anything either, especially considering that we are in kind of a, a unique situation with everything that's been going on. But getting back to something I said and something that Michael Parsons said in his video, uh, he made a point to say that he he felt comfortable with the way that Penn State was handling the situation. Obviously, we've seen the numbers. We've seen the results. Uh, There have been some positive tests of COVID-19 within the the, um, athletic department in recent weeks. Not all that surprising. uh, And unfortunately, that's going to be kind of the reality. It's very difficult to have a number of clean tests. Uh, every time that you're putting this out there I think Oklahoma has done a really excellent job with their testing unless they're fudging any of those numbers I don't I'm not suggesting that they are but um, you know it's very difficult when you have so many people involved to have as many clean tests as Penn State had been having so anyway this is to say that you know, Micah Parsons is not among those players that's suggesting that Penn State has some serious concerns with how it's handling covid 19 so that's one positive I guess you can take out of this and again, Michael Parsons would it have been great to watch one more season in a blue and white uniform. And certainly this is looking like it, it could potentially be a really good Penn State team. And it really still is. <laughs> Michael Parsons uh, leaving the team in this fashion does hurt, of course, at the linebacker position because he is one of the best players in the country. And anytime you lose a talent like that, it's difficult to make up for. And maybe they don't have somebody that's ready to fill in quite to that same level of play. But you know, Penn State's going to be OK you know, unless we see more players decide to opt-out, which is always a realistic concern as far as I'm concerned, I still think Penn State has the makings of a really good roster. Going into the upcoming season, obviously would have been great with Micah Parsons, but I fully understand the decision he's been making, and uh, I applaud him. I, I say best of luck to him as he moves on, and we'll see if this uh, continues on. You know, certainly around the Big Ten, we've seen some of the developments. Minnesota wide receiver Rashad Bateman opted out uh, the other day, and like I said, Miami had defensive lineman Gregory Rousseau is also opting out. Uh, you know, number of players are opting out as we get closer and closer to when football could potentially be starting. So we'll see if there's any other Penn State players that decide to go this route. I don't know if they will, but uh, obviously Michael Parsons is in a very special situation because he's going to earn his degree this fall. That was one of his promises that he uh, made to James Franklin when he was recruited. So he's following through on that mission. And now his next step is the NFL. And I'm interested to see where he goes. Odds are you may not be driving around quite as much these days as you're accustomed to, but you still want to make sure your car is ready to go whenever you are. And the best way to do that is to make sure you're up to date on all of your maintenance. But if you need anything for your car right now and to make sure it is ready to go, make sure you head to rockauto.com and enter your make and model of your car because it's going to bring up a catalog of everything that's available to you for your vehicle. Cars, trucks, it doesn't matter what you drive. They're going to have everything that you need and they're going to give you the best prices. It doesn't matter if you're a do-it-yourselfer, or a professional, rockauto.com is going to give you the best prices they possibly can to make sure that you can get the parts that you need. And you can even get everything you need delivered straight to your door. So it's a great process from a customer standpoint. And the reason for that is because rockauto.com, they're a family business. They've been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They know how to satisfy their customers. And the best way to do that is by giving them all the parts they need at the best prices available. So go to rockauto.com right now. Check out all the parts available for your car or truck. Then write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that you came here from Locked On Nittany Lions. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com So the other day I hopped on the Locked On Big Ten podcast, which is hosted by my buddy Ben Stevens, does a terrific job covering all things Big Ten, lots of great guests, lots of good conversation, and I always enjoy when I get a chance to hop on. And when he asked me to come on, we were hoping to have a few topics of discussion that we thought were going to be pretty important and timely. Wouldn't you know that as soon as that podcast goes live on Wednesday, after the fact, we get the announcement of a Big Ten schedule, which we were kind of speculating and hoping that we were going to be able to discuss when we recorded. Uh, We also talked about the conversation about players opting out. And of course, after that podcast goes live, comes the word that Micah Parsons was opting out. So uh, that podcast probably wasn't as timely as we were hoping that it would be, but I do highly encourage you to go back and check it out. Anyway, that's all to say that now we have some of those details that we were hoping to be able to discuss. We have a Big Ten schedule. We have Penn States updated schedule, and now we're going to run through it and tell you some quick thoughts about it. Now, uh, my big question about the upcoming uh, changes to the Big Ten schedule because we didn't know for sure that it was going to be 10 games, but now we know it is a 10 game conference only schedule, and we're going to be starting Big Ten football in early September. A couple conferences have decided to push back the start of their seasons the Big Ten has instead opted to go with a start around Labor Day weekend. Penn State's first game of the season will be at home on September 5th against the Northwestern Wildcats. So Northwestern is a team that Penn State was already going to play. And I think as you go through the schedule, you see that the bulk of the games that Penn State was already scheduled to play, they're still going to be played. They may be moving around a little bit. There are some adjustments. And of course, there is an additional team from the Big Ten West that's included in there. And as we discussed previously on the podcast, it is going to be a road game for Penn State. That keeps every school with five home games and five road games. Let's go back to that Penn State schedule. Again, it opens up September 5th at home against Northwestern. Following week, Penn State goes to Indiana on September 12th, and that's followed on September 19th with a week three matchup against the Michigan Wolverines, again in Ann Arbor. So those games are still being played where they were originally scheduled to play. They're just being played at different times because Penn State was going to play Michigan originally a little bit later. And they were going to be playing Indiana later in the season after playing Ohio State. And as I've said before, uh, that was a really tricky spot, I thought, for Penn State going to Bloomington a week after playing the Buckeyes. All of a sudden, a road trip to Indiana doesn't seem quite as scary to me uh, as I'm looking at this schedule and as it's rolling out. So uh, first three games, home against Northwestern on September 5th, followed by a road trip to Indiana, followed by a road trip to Michigan. Then on September 26th, Penn State is scheduled to host Michigan State. They will follow that up with a road trip over to Rutgers on October 3rd then they get a week off and then they're going to host Maryland on October 17th they'll host Iowa on October 24th and then they go to Nebraska on October 31st Halloween so that's your October schedule you get the early road game at Rutgers you get a bye week and then home games against Maryland and Iowa and then a road trip to Nebraska now I don't know about you But I feel like this is a pretty favorable schedule so far. Uh, Again, the road trip to Michigan is still kind of up in the air, I think, given the recent trend in that series. But Penn State's schedule doesn't look all that bad, all things considered, through Halloween. And then we get into November. Okay, November 7th, Penn State is going to host Ohio State. That's the big game. That's the game of the year. And if you look at Ohio State's schedule, we're not going to do it right now, but if you want to take a look at it, uh, the Buckeyes are not going to be all that tested. <laughs> Buckeyes get a real favorable schedule throughout the season. Now, they are going to be playing Michigan on October 24th. That's the day that Penn State hosts Iowa. Uh, that's obviously notable because Penn's, or Ohio State and Michigan always play the last game of the season. Now they're bumping it up before Halloween, I think there's a couple reasons for that. We'll get into that in just a second. Uh, but anyway, Penn State gets Ohio State at home November 7th. Obviously, no fans. We'll discuss that later. <laughs> but uh, that is a uh, that's the game of the year. And it's the next to last game of the regular season schedule as it currently stands. Penn State will get a bye week after that Ohio State game. So they're off on November 14th and then on November 21st. They go back on the road to close out the regular season schedule with a game against Illinois. This is a game that was added to the schedule, or I should say, this is an opponent that was added to the existing Big Ten schedule for Penn State. So, uh, not not a bad draw. Could have been Wisconsin. Could have been Minnesota. They already have Iowa. They already got Northwestern. Uh, you know, Ohio State got Purdue. So, uh, Illinois is pretty interesting. You know, I think Illinois is a team that. It's a little bit of a, an improved squad going into the upcoming season. Maybe a little bit more confidence. Maybe it's a little bit more of a challenge. Uh, but you got to buy a week to prepare for your final road trip of the year at Illinois. Who knows where the season will stand at that point in time. Hopefully we get to that point in the season, but that's a whole other story. I uh, wanted to say real quick, uh, I alluded to the Michigan-Ohio State game being played October 24th. There's a lot of speculation out there as to why that is the case. I think there was uh, an emphasis on getting some of these rivalry games played uh, throughout this season, maybe bumping them up a little bit earlier, just in case you have to shut down the season for whatever reason later in the year. And this gives you a little bit more leeway. And you, maybe you feel a little bit more confident that you can get through October or to the end of October, and then who knows what happens in the month of November. Would have been a shame to not have Ohio State and Michigan play. Um, obviously, Penn State isn't in that kind of a same situation. Um, you know, odds <laughs> odds are, if you don't have a November schedule, Penn State doesn't play Ohio State at all. So that'd be weird in another uh, world. But um, I, I kind of get the understanding. Again, you've got two bye weeks built in, so you have some flexibility. And I think starting the season earlier and you know, having that flexibility later on that comes into play. I should also mention that there is a bye week uh, after that November twenty first game for every team in the Big Ten before you get to the Big Ten Championship game, which is scheduled for December 5th. So everybody's going to get that week off at the end of the season. So if you have to move a game to the end of the year, you've got that week there, uh, just in case you need that, especially to determine a Big Ten Championship matchup. So there is some flexibility here. Uh, Again, I don't know if it's the perfect solution, but it is a solution. The Big Ten is rolling forward with it. I'm all right with it. So what do you guys think? Let me know what you guys think. Go through wins and losses. I still think Penn State's got a shot to win nine games here. I really do. Um, Eight games might be uh, realistic. Uh, I don't think, uh, I think seven games would be an extreme disappointment, to be honest with you. Uh, But I think this is a minimum eight win season for Penn State. I know it sounds weird to say, uh, but I feel like so with a 10 game schedule. There's only one team on this schedule that is still significantly better or notably better uh, throughout the roster than Penn State, and that's Ohio State. That was always the case going into the year. Still looks like the case uh, with this new schedule. It would have been the case even if they had Wisconsin or Minnesota on the schedule, but uh, the schedule still throws Penn State some favors here. I don't think it's too unmanageable in any sense. I think getting that road trip to Indiana out of the way earlier on in the year, that's probably a little bit better for Penn State than where it was originally. Um, they also go to Nebraska before playing Ohio state. So you do kind of wonder a little bit about that, but you know, they would have had to go to Nebraska a couple of weeks after playing Ohio state. Uh, and I think that that would have been a dangerous spot too. So I actually think the schedule is better now for Penn state overall would have been nice. If fans could be in the stands, but we'll talk about that in a little bit, but let me know what you guys think. How many wins do you see on this schedule? What do you think the expectation should be for a 10 win or 10 game season? I should say, Hey, if they win 10, if they win 10 games, that's awesome. But uh, I do think that the, the Big Ten is going to be in a pretty good spot uh, with their schedule, with the flexibility. They are keeping the division play. They didn't scrap that like the ACC. I was kind of hoping that, that would be the case. But, you know, regardless, we've got a Big Ten schedule. Now we're going to move forward with it. I do have two final stories to get to in today's podcast and. You know, in almost any normal circumstance on any given day or any given year where the coaches poll comes out, that would typically be the lead story that we would go with for today's podcast. But with the Micah Parsons news, the release of the Big Ten schedule we needed to run down, and the other story I'm about to drop on you real quick. It's almost kind of a side note that the coaches Poll came out on Thursday. I I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't even thinking about it. It wasn't even my frame of consciousness. I, I do kind of keep tabs on when the AP Top 25 comes out, and I will say this right now, and you'll probably hear me say this again. The coaches poll is pretty stupid. I don't really care about the coaches poll, but I know people will want to talk about it. I know people love to react to it. I give no real value to the coaches poll. I will give it a, a look. I will report on it as needed. Uh, but we're not going to talk about the coaches poll all that much because the coaches are stupid and they don't really uh, have the same kind of uh, line of thinking that I think a lot of uh, other voters typically do. Now, full disclaimer. Uh, I have been a Super 16 poll voter for the Football Writers Association of America and the National Football Foundation for the last couple of years. I don't know what's going to happen in this uh, upcoming season. I'm hoping that I'm still going to be involved with that, but I, I will talk about that poll as well. But as far as the coaches' poll is concerned, nobody really should care about what the coaches think uh, about the teams. But it is kind of interesting to note. Now, of course, no real surprises at the top. Number one is Clemson, with, uh, I believe, 38 first place votes. Ohio State at number two with 17 first place votes. Not real shocking development there. Alabama coming in at number three or four first place votes, followed by Georgia at number four, defending national champions LSU at number five with six first place votes. And they are followed by Oklahoma at number six, and then your Penn State Nittany Lions at number seven. They're coming in about 20 points ahead of Florida in the poll at number eight. And uh, number nine is Oregon, followed by number 10, Notre Dame, rounding out your top ten. Other Big Ten teams in the preseason coaches poll. We got Wisconsin at number 12, Michigan at number 15 because Michigan, uh, Minnesota at number 18 and number 23 goes to the Iowa Hawkeyes, a team that Penn State was originally scheduled to play this season was Virginia Tech. They come in at number 24 in the preseason coaches poll. And just because I know somebody out there is going to take note of it. Uh, The Pitt Panthers received one point in the others receiving votes category. So there you go. A handful of Big Ten teams are ranked in the top 25 preseason coaches poll. Penn State again at number seven. Uh, If you're curious what the gap is between uh, Penn State and Florida and Penn State and Oklahoma, as I said, Penn State is roughly 23 points ahead of the Florida Gators. Uh, but they're about 116 points behind the Oklahoma Sooners, so there's a little bit more of a gap between Penn State and Oklahoma than there is Penn State and Florida. But uh, as I said, the schedule's not all that bad, so I think there's a pretty good chance that uh, Penn State could move up in the coaches poll. But again, that'll probably be the last of the coaches poll we discuss on this podcast for the 2020 season. I don't care about the coaches poll. We will talk about the AP Top 25, though. I'm looking forward to seeing when that comes out. I don't know the exact date of that. I'll have to check with uh, Ralph Russo of the Associated Press. I know he'll have a date for me, so I'll reach out to him and see if I can get back on that at some point in time. But the other story I needed to talk about, of course, is the decision now by Penn State to shut the doors to Beaver Stadium to fans for the upcoming 2020 college football season. This is obviously a decision that's affecting the entire athletics department, so none of the Penn State fall sports will be able to have fans uh, attend games this year, which, of course, is a shame. I don't think it's a real shocking development, though. Uh, this is more so because of the the mandate put in place by Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf, who, as as, um, as of the time I'm recording this podcast, uh seems to be having a back and forth with the PIAA, uh, with the Scholastic Sports, uh, and seeing how that's all going to play out. Don't know what the decision is going to be. Uh, it may be out there by the time this podcast is thrown out there because things happen so quickly. Uh, but basically, Tom Wolf has said that you know, sports are not going to have fans this year. And of course, already in the state of Pennsylvania, we see the Phillies and the Pirates of Major League Baseball. No fans in the stands at either of those stadiums uh, and it doesn't look like the NFL stadiums for the Eagles and the Steelers are probably going to be having fans this year uh, so it's uh, it's kind of playing by the rules as far as Penn State is concerned because I know that Ben Jones of statecollege.com th- uh, threw this out there on Twitter that Penn State had plans to be able to allow fans to attend games but of course uh, if the state says you can't do it then Penn State can't do it so uh, we're not going to get into politics here. I, I do think that it is important to take all the precautions you need to make, and I'm not surprised that Penn State is closing the doors to Beaver Stadium. I'm, I'm a, maybe I'm mildly surprised that there isn't a portion of fans that will be allowed in the stands. I still think it would be great if they could find a way to allow families of players to attend games. I don't know what the situation is going to be like that. I know the, the the note from Sandy Barber addressed general seating. So you know fans attending the seats inside Beaver Stadium uh, typically are not going to be allowed. But if you have access to like one of the suites or something like that, maybe you could arrange that. I, I don't know what the situation is going to be. I do hope that that is something that can be taken care of. So that's, that's the news. <laughs> no games uh, at Beaver Stadium this year will have fans. I, I'm guessing that means no students. I'm guessing that means no blue band. Uh, it's going to be very weird. <laughs> There's no question about that. And especially for James Franklin, who always is tweeting uh, about, uh, you know, 109K, uh, family strong, whatever, he, whatever hashtag he ends up using. It's going to be very weird uh, not seeing any fans in the stands this year. Although I'm getting kind of used to it. I, I do wonder. Uh, does Penn State do something like we're seeing around baseball? Or could you have cardboard cutouts of fans? It, it, there's a lot of seats to fill in Beaver Stadium, and I think you can have some creative ways. Obviously, you could have some tarps there for some advertising, generate some revenue there because you're still going to get some uh, shots of the stadium, I'm sure. So it, Beaver Stadium's going to look weird. It's going to be different. And obviously, going back to that schedule, the, the Ohio State game is far less intimidating for the Buckeyes now coming into Beaver Stadium with no fans in the stands and, and obviously no Micah Parsons on defense. So uh, I think Ohio State has a good year to come to Penn State. Uh, but hey, it's going to be weird for everybody. It's going to be weird everywhere. We're we're seeing some decisions are still being made uh, around the the. Um, The Big Ten, you know, Michigan is not going to have season tickets at all. It's going to be individual game sales. I don't know how many tickets they're going to have available for games. Ohio State's cutting the the attendance. Uh, Illinois has already announced that they're rolling back. Rutgers is going to have no fans. Insert joke here. (laughs) So it's going to be a very strange year around the Big Ten for Penn State and, of course, around college football. We're going to see this a lot more. I know there are some schools, certainly down south, maybe in the state of Texas, that are hoping to have 50,000 fans. I wish them the best of luck with that think it might be a pipe dream, but that's just me. <laughs> I'm just going by what I'm seeing in pro sports. I, I don't know how college football can pull some of this stuff off. If, if pro sports can't do it or if pro sports is doing it the way that they are with bubbles and no fans in the stands, um, you know, baseball, NBA, NHL, uh, the, the two, the bubble sports are doing great. <laughs> I, I think it's really fun and they've they've made it uh, what it is. And it's pretty interesting to see how it's all playing out. And it seems to be working for the NBA and the NHL baseball obviously has had some issues so we're gonna see what happens with college football we're getting close though we are getting close to seeing how this all plays out i hope it all works because i really want to see some football this fall because i think everybody really wants to see something happen with the football season and hey some football is better than no football but we need safe football and not just uh playing rules safe we need to make sure that these players are taken care of in a variety of ways but that's going to do it for this edition of the locked on nitty lines podcast i thank you guys for listening thank you guys for subscribing thank you guys for reading and reviewing and of course following along on all of our social media platforms we're available on all the major podcasting apps so make sure you hit subscribe if you're listening to this on one of those apps like apple podcasts or spotify google podcasts whatever you're using to listen to podcasts these days hit the subscribe button leave a rating leave a review let us know how we're doing we'll greatly appreciate any feedback you guys want to submit to us at any point in time. And of course, we want you to stay socially connected with us by following us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. We're using the username LockedonNitney, So make sure you check us out on all of those outlets and connect with us. Say hi. So send us a tweet. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Kevin on CFB. Check out my coverage of Penn State and the Big Ten over on AthlonSports.com. I have a couple assignments that I've been working on and a couple of things that I want to share with you guys very soon. So make sure you check those all out. Until next time, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Check out Friday's edition of the podcast. We will have the conclusion of our interview with Tim Brando from Fox Sports. And we're going to talk a little bit about what he thinks about Penn State for the upcoming season. Spoiler alert. He's pretty high on the Nittany Lions. Hopefully you guys check that out. And don't forget to check out the other two editions of our interview with Tim Brando. It's a three-part series running throughout this week. So make sure you go back and catch all the good stuff that has come out of that conversation. Until next time, everybody, have a great day. Go wanna know, and we'll talk to you again very soon.